Welcome to another episode of Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today we're talking about can we energetically feel the pain of another person? Well, listen in as she discusses this topic with a special guest, her granddaughter Jessica, as they recount an event of a shared energetic experience in 2011. Listen in now as Sharon and her granddaughter Jessica talk about an experience that they both had when Jess was only 16 years old. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Spirit Rising with psychic comedian Sharon Rose. Today, I have a guest with me. I have my beautiful granddaughter, Jessica, with me. And let me just give you a little bit of background on Jessica and uh, our story, because we have a shared experience that we want to share with you today. And and today, I want to really focus on, can you feel the pain of another person? Is it possible? Does that actually happen? Or when you feel physical pain or something physically is going on with you, is it usually just your stuff? We have a story that we want to share with you. Jessica is 28 years old, and um, she's grown. She grew up in a in a fairly turbulent type of environment, and it was very difficult for our family to stay connected to her. But we did the very best that we could. And today, in our story, we are all very fortunate to be very close and very loving, and we have a fabulous relationship with her. She's just one of my favorite people in the planet. So this experience, we had a chat this morning earlier, and this experience came up. And I really think that that those of you that are uh, connected to grandchildren, children, friends, clients, uh, I think when you start realizing how empathic you are, you're going to be really amazed at how it can impact your whole world. So don't forget, I'm also going to be picking cards at the end of this. I've already selected the cards and it's past life oracle cards that I'm using. They're Doreen Virtue's cards uh, and Brian Weiss too, who's one of my favorite people. And these are uh, what I did. I did this for a kick for Jess and I, so we could kind of explore a little bit about what our past lives looked like. And we'll go into that in another episode. But for this episode, we're going to talk about shared pain. We're going to talk about can we have a shared painful experience? And we have to go to explore this. We have to go all the way back to 2011. Welcome, Jess, to the podcast. Hello. How how old were you when this when we had this experience in 2011? I was 16. You were 16, and oh, yeah. who knows how old I was? We're not going to talk. About, <laughs> we're going to talk about my age. But the simple fact is that I was working in this industry at that time, and I'm just I'm going to give you my side of what happened to me, and then Jessica is going to share with you what happened to her, and how we actually worlds collided when she came back. And we ended up talking after this experience, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. So in 2011, I was working with an elderly uh, client who was struggling with the diagnosis of cancer. And throughout the time that we'd worked together, which was for several, several months, I'd gotten to know all of her family, her grandchildren, her children. Uh, I'd gotten to know her very, very well. She was older, quite a bit older than me. I think she was actually 75 in the year 2011. And... She's somebody who actually comes to visit me now because she actually passed on. But the story is here, and this is where it gets really interesting. On a Thursday, I went to visit her in her home, and her family were preparing to put her into hospice so that she could be comfortable because she was passing, because she'd gotten to that stage. And so they needed to go over to the hospice to set things up. And so I stayed with her and visited with her uh, while they went. And it was the last visit I actually had with her um, on this on this planet uh, physically. And 
so when I said my goodbyes, off I went. And that was on a Thursday. The following Tuesday, they put her into hospice. I knew she was in hospice. And I knew that she was passing. And um, But, I mean, I didn't know when or anything like that. So I'm going on about my work and my days and my my life. And, and just, you know, on the Thursday, I Wednesday night, I actually started getting sick. I couldn't breathe. I was having a lot of trouble breathing. And on the Thursday, um, I got up in the morning and I was really struggling and really, really having a hard time breathing. And my husband took one look at me and he says, I got to take you into emergency. So he did. He took me into emergency. And all I really noticed was that I was really tired. <laughs> I couldn't, I hadn't slept very well because I had trouble breathing. And so I, I was having a, a difficult time. So we went to emergency and they did something, uh, you know, blood pressure and all that kind of stuff and they started to run they uh, they put me into a a wheelchair and they took me to the back right away it was it was an urgent situation apparently my everything was shutting down and i was literally checking out and i didn't feel like that i just felt like i was really tired and wanted to have a sleep <laughs> of course they laughed at me because i i was like very unconcerned, uh, less concerned than they were. And anyways, I went into the back and they did all the tests and all this stuff. And they didn't really know what was wrong. They couldn't identify anything except that I couldn't breathe. I just was really struggling respiratory wise. And so they gave me respiratory, they gave me oxygen and they had me on these inhalers and, and whatnot. And I said, oh, I, I told the doctor at one point when he came in, I said, I am so tired. I can't wait to go home and have a sleep. He says, you're not going anywhere. I said, what do you mean I'm not going anywhere? I'm just tired. He says, you're staying here. We don't know what happened. We don't know what's wrong. There's nothing going on in your body that says this should have happened. You shouldn't be having this kind of respiratory distress. There is nothing wrong with you. But for some reason, your body was shutting down. And I was too tired to argue. Uh, what the heck, you know? So they tucked me into a room and, you know, served me hospital food for a couple of days. And actually, my husband smuggled in a pizza because the hospital food, well, it's hospital food. What can I say? Anyways, I slowly came back to myself. And uh, I was in the hospital for four days. And when I came home, I found out that my friend who had gone into hospice had passed away. And she had passed away when I went into emotional distress, when I couldn't breathe. And she died from respiratory failure. And it, it, her, her lungs gave out. Her respiratory system gave out. And that's how she passed. Now, the interesting thing about that is I realized at that point in time, when I heard that she had passed and it was on that day, I realized that I was kind of traveling with her. And energetically, I was really moving with her pain, so in the meantime, Jessica, my granddaughter, who's here with me now, was in Europe and she was touring and I'll let you tell her, I don't even know what country she was in. So Jess, you go ahead and you take it from here. And if you could just talk about what your experience was while you were in this country, whatever country, what country were you in? Um, I think we were in Krakow, Poland. In Poland. I, okay. I don't have a great memory of exactly which country we were in, but... I know it was one of the countries that was, it was a nice, like nice weather. It wasn't super hot. I was walking with my class and it, this was the day that my grandmother um, was in the hospital and she wasn't being able to breathe. And I didn't know this until I got home, but I was walking with my classmates and we were having a great time. And then all of a sudden I got really hot and I had started having trouble breathing. I was, and I'm, this is something that never happens to me. I'm usually pretty healthy. I don't get hot in the sun and like pass out or anything. So I was panicking. I was like, what is wrong with me? And I was telling to my classmates, I said, you know, 
I feel like I need to sit down. I feel like, you know, I'm not nothing. Something's not right. Right. And, and it, it only lasted for probably 10 minutes. And then I was completely fine again. And I was so confused. And then, and then I go home and I talk to my grandmother and we're having yeah. a conversation. Okay, hang on just a second, Jess. Hang on just a second. This is where it got really interesting because I didn't know Jess was having this experience in Krakow, Poland. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't know that I had been in the hospital because nobody knew. My husband didn't tell any of the kids or grandkids. Nobody knew. So she didn't know. And, and what happened was Jess came to visit me. Or you were staying with me, actually, weren't you, at that point in time? Yeah, from the airport. Yeah, I picked you up from the airport. But I was putting something in the closet or something in the house, and I remember reaching up, and she saw where the intravenous had gone into my arm because it left a bruise. She said, Jima, what is that? And what were your thoughts at that time, Jess? I was just like, what, did you hurt your wrist? Or did you, you know, in my mind, I wasn't thinking of the hospital right away because you're not somebody who was ever in and out of the hospital so I at first I was just like maybe she hit her wrist and then I kind of thought well that that looked familiar because my grandmother I grew up with had gone to the hospital quite a bit and I was familiar with the bruise that the needle leaves so so I questioned it definitely. Yeah. yeah yeah because yeah because I remember you saying what happened what did you do and I was like oh heck and I, I can't lie to you I have to tell you the truth yeah so I yeah. told Jess what had happened and that I'd been in the hospital and that my friend had passed, my client had passed. And she, uh, Jessica also knew this family because she had met them through me, through the workshops that I was doing, Jess was taking the workshops and the mother. So the, the grandmother that passed away, her daughter and her grandson were taking workshops with me. And that's how I met them. That actually was through her. And Jessica became friends. She and the young man were the two only teenagers in the workshop. And it was for quite an extended, we did workshop series one, two, and three, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica was was having a blast there. And so was Adrian. And so they knew each other. This, these families knew each other. Jessica didn't know that their grandmother had died, that Adrian's grandmother had died because she was in Europe when it happened. But when we started putting the, you know, putting the dots together, it was like when I explained to her what had happened to me and that I was in the hospital, she then told me what had happened to her in Europe. But I don't know if you told me at that time. Did you tell me later because you kind of lined up the dates? Yeah, I think I, I think I told you later because I realized that it was this pretty much the same day. So I was like, you know, it might not have been the exact timeline, like in the daytime, but I felt something like coming on and I clearly was, you know, feeding into what was happening with you, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So you were feeding into what was happening with me and I was feeding into what was happening with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And my client called herself Elizabeth and that that was her name. And she has come to visit me since. And she says her name is not Elizabeth. It's Margaret. And her real name was Margaret. I actually had to go to her daughter and say, well, what's going on with your mom? (laughs) Because she's telling me she's not Elizabeth anymore. She's Margaret. She said, well, her she was her name was Margaret. But she had had a drinking problem and she'd gone to Alcoholics Anonymous and she sobered up and gotten dry and clean. And she changed her name to Elizabeth because she didn't like the name Margaret. She thought Margaret was the problem. So in in spirit, she has come to me often and uh, since she passed and told me her name is Margaret, not Elizabeth. So we communicate as Margaret. Isn't that fascinating, though? I mean, isn't that fascinating, Jess, to 
to just to know that that it's possible that you can actually be tied in with somebody that you love, that you really care about, that it can impact you so powerfully in such a physical way when you're ha- you're right around the world. I mean, the t- you were daytime there. I was nighttime here simply because Krakow is not on our timeline. <laughs> like it's completely different. Like you're talking eight or 10 hours difference, right? Yeah. But exactly. isn't that amazing? And how did that affect you spiritually? Like knowing that there was that strong connection, how, what did that do to you? How did that make you feel? Uh, I think it made me realize that I need to definitely trust my intuition and the feelings I have inside me and stop and go, okay, what, why is this going on? Instead of thinking, oh, this is just, you know, whatever, this never happens to me, but it happened and whatever, but I need to like, you know, really be get in tune with my body and see, is, is this something that is coming from me or somebody in my life that I'm really connected to? And I know for a fact that I'm extremely connected to my grandmother. So you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be me. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I got to tell you guys something too. those of you that are listening here, Jessica, when she did the workshops, we had so much fun. Jess is a high empath, which is no surprise. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree at times. And we're very, very close and very connected. But Jessica, there was only two girls in all the groups that we did that could identify that worked really well as physical, uh, could actually identify physical objects. And uh, one of them was I had put their graduation certificates into envelopes, and I put them face down on the tables with numbers on the back. And I hadn't identified who's was whose but I asked them this was on their last day of the classes if they could pick out their own graduation certificate and it was just another energetic exercise and there was two girls Crystal and Jessica who could pick theirs out and that was the second time in the class and they were the only ones that could do it and and the class there was at times there was 14 15 people in the class so it wasn't like it was just five people and there was another exercise we did where everybody brought an item that was an object of value to them and they put it in an envelope and I can remember I can remember this so clearly because I was totally dumbfounded now I got to tell you something I am not that kind of empath I can't identify what's in an envelope not like Jess can and not like Crystal could and the uh, real fun thing with this other exercise was Jessica pulled out this huge, massive ring of keys and they had all kinds of trinkets on them. And, and she knew exactly whose keys they were. She knew what every key, what all the items that she had on her, this girl had this key ring full of all her trinkets and Jessica could identify where she got it. And I never forget. She said, you got this from your grandfather. And this girl was like, yeah, I did. She was just blown away. You remember that, Jess? Yes, I also remember being able to feel what the person was feeling, like holding her keys and yeah, letting, like telling her that she was trying to move on in life or trying to, you know, get go to her goals or something. It felt just like an urge to do something different, a change, like change in her life almost. And I, at first I thought maybe I was just fitting off the fact that they were car keys as well. So I was thinking maybe I'm just saying like, because it's a car, right? You drive. Cars go places. Yeah, it, but then when yeah when I realized that I knew exactly who I was talking about without even asking I knew exactly that it was um what was her name it was Catherine Catherine. yeah I knew exactly that it was Catherine and it just it just felt right like I didn't feel that about anybody else in the circle I was just like those are Catherine's and I had no idea what car she drew drove sorry pardon me or anything like that I didn't know a lot about Catherine so 
Yeah. You know, you guys, I want to remind you, Jess was 16 years old when she did this. So, um, and right now I'm doing the work that I'm doing. I'm 70. We, uh, there is no age limit to this work. Being an empath, you start when you start and you finish when you finish. <laughs> And some of us are born high empaths. Some of us train to become high empaths and open that doorway. Most of us have trauma and and drama because humans learn through contrast, conflict and challenge. Anyway, but so just that was just a a way to kind of give you all an example of uh, how we can be impacted by people that are currently in our lives and how have they played a role and where have we overlapped? Because in this particular case, Elizabeth and I overlapped. And Jessica and I overlapped. I got caught in the middle. (laughs) But I mean, Jessica was able all the way around the world to feel what was going on for me. And I find that just amazing. And what it did for Jess, and she has said this to me, is it really amped up her ability to say, wow, this shit works. This stuff is real. There is spirit. The universe is real. We're not all just physical little bodies running around here like ants on the planet. There is a way to tap in, tune in, and become connected and be able to actually work with other people in a more positive, powerful way. So what I did, Jess, for fun, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I don't think so. I, I guess what what is so amazing about spirituality for me and the universe is knowing that you can connect on a different level. It's not just a physical level. You can connect on a higher level than that. And a lot of people are very closed off with that. So I yeah. think it'd be great to see more people getting tapped into that, even though, you know, a lot of people think it's phony or whatever, right? They, they don't, it's because they've never tried. If you try, yeah. you really tap into it. You'll believe you'll, you'll understand that you are powerful as, as individuals, we're very powerful. We, uh, Jess and I had a conversation this morning and she was talking about some people that she's got around her that are struggling with their health and whatnot and how she finds herself, even though they're way older than her, she finds herself kind of coaching them and she <laughs> kind of finds that a little bizarre. And I reminded her that there are times when I go to Jess and say, hey, what do you think? Because she's wise. And again, age has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with wisdom is wisdom is wisdom. So when I pulled some cards for her and I just and uh, past lives is something that fascinates. I think it fascinates you, doesn't it, Jess? It does me. And what came up for the cards? I was shuffling the cards and I was totally not paying attention to what I was doing. But four cards just flew out of the deck. I mean, they literally flew out of the deck. And I went, oh, my God, I was looking for um, I thought it would be fun to pick a card where Jess and I have been connected in a past life. Well, we've got four past lives. And so what I did is I kind of put them in order. And I'm not going to go into the details and meanings of all of these because you guys can figure this out yourselves. But we were together in the Greco-Roman times when there was all that's very old in the times of Atlas and the gods and the deities that were prevalent in the studies and work with men. Wars and battles have been something Jess and I have been together in for many times. And what's interesting about wars and battles, Elizabeth and I had past life history in wars and battles as well as soldiers together. And then we had a past life in transportation, which doesn't surprise me in the least either, because both of us love to travel. Like it's something that we really love to do. And I'll go more into the past lives in another um, episode with Jessica. We'll do a few episodes 
episodes uh, more. We'll do some episodes together down the road as well. But Jess, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. I think for a lot of people, they're going to find it a little amazing that we can actually be connected to such a level. And I guess the question really is, is it a heart space connection? Is it an energy space connection? Is it a DNA connection, genetic connection? Or is it all of that? Is it all of it put together? And um, maybe we'll just keep exploring that and see how far we can go. So thank you so very much for coming on and for playing with me today and for um, sharing your part of the story here with me. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. I love you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And I love you too. (laughs) Okay, everybody. I want to remind you that the podcast goes up on every Wednesday. I want to remind you that on the Facebook page, Sharon Rose Psychic Coach Medium, uh, we do cards on Wednesday, face down, cards up on Thursday. We have the reveal. Kitchenwitchin.ca has workshops coming up and you can go to SharonRose.com to find any of my services. I'd love to see you, meet you. We can do Zoom, phone, or you can come into the studio. And that's it for now. We're going to sign off. Bye-bye. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose, formerly the Medium Well podcast. Still the same great podcast with the same great advice from Sharon Rose. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast player, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and uh, never miss an episode. All you have to do is follow on your favorite player and you'll be able to catch a new episode of Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose every Wednesday, released at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll talk to you next time.